welcome to episode 23 of Katie's Christmas Movie Countdown. Dang, 23. I know, it's almost Christmas. Yay! Alright, I'm here with Otis. Hey. And Sarah. Hello. And tonight we watched their favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard. Fuck yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen the holiday classic Die Hard, where the fuck have you been? Right. This movie's been out for 30 years. It's a... Action adventure classic. It's a national treasure. It's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, find it and watch it. <laughs> Basic plot is John McClane is a cop from New York. He comes to LA to visit his wife, who now lives there because of business. They go to a Christmas party together, and then the Christmas party gets taken over by terrorists who are trying to steal like a whole bunch of money from. The Nakatomi Corporation, and Alan Rickman, who plays Hans Gruber, is the main bad guy, and he just causes chaos and kills a bunch of people, and Bruce Willis saves the day. Well, technically he kills two people. Bruce Willis kills a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to okay. count bodies here. Fair, yes. Bruce Willis's body count is much higher, but Hans Gruber is, he's the brains of the operation and making all the stuff happen, and... His goal is just to get the money out of the safe thing that's in there, and I don't know. They do okay, I guess, but one rogue cop from New York with one handgun. Who doesn't handgun, play by the rules. Who doesn't play by the rules completely <laughs> foils their plan, so. Yep. <laughs> it's a classic. You need to watch it. If you like action films, you should watch it. If you like Christmas movies, you should watch it. If you like <laughs> Bruce Willis or Alan Rickman, you should yep. watch this film. Uh, if you like Reginald Vell Johnson from Family Matters, you should also watch this film because he basically plays Carl Winslow again. Yeah. <laughs> just over and over and over again, except this time instead of being in Chicago, he's a Los Angeles police officer. So watch this film. It's great. All right. Time for some fun facts. <laughs> a lot of them. Okay. Bruce Willis received a then unheard of $5 million fee, which was approved by Fox president Rupert Murdoch. Like it was so big that they had to go all the way up to the top of Fox to get his fucking contract approved. So this film came out in 1988, which is why that $5 million salary is unheard of. Like that's so much money in 1988. The fictional Nakatomi Plaza, which is where all of this stuff takes place, um, is the headquarters of 20th Century Fox. The company charged itself rent for the use of the then-unfinished building. So they charged themselves rent to produce this movie, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a shell corporation I've ever heard. Right? Before. That's some shady <laughs> shit. All right. Uh, director John McTiernan found it necessary to cut away from Hans Gruber's face whenever he fired a gun. Because Alan Rickman's uncomfortable habit of flinching uh, from the noise and muzzle flash. If you look at Alan Rickman's face when he shoots uh, Takagi, you can see him wincing. Like, every time the yeah, gun goes he, off. Yeah, he, uh, he closes his eyes and he's like, eh. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, when, when he finds out Holly is, you know, uh, John's wife, he, like, shoots into the sky. And, yeah, you can see him kind of just blink really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, this was the feature film and Hollywood film debut of Alan Rickman, who had previously only appeared on stage and on British television. Rickman was 41 at the time, and as such, he was nervous about how his first Hollywood role would go over, 
but his outstanding success as Hans Gruber secured a lucrative career in American film. When John McClane runs through the glass shards in his bare feet after Hans and the men shoot out the glass partitions in the computer room, Bruce Willis is wearing special rubber shoes designed to look like his own bare feet. You can see it if you look closely enough because his feet appear way bigger than they should. <laughs> in all the scenes where they get a close-up of his feet running through glass, which happens a lot in this film, which is kind of gross. Yeah. Uh, much of this script was improvised due to the constant screenplay tweaks that were being made during filming. Hans Gruber makes fun of John McClane for being an all-American hero, when in fact Bruce Willis is more German than any of the terrorists, <laughs> having been born in Germany yep. to a German mom and an American dad. <laughs> The line, yippee motherfucker, which is probably the most quotable line from this entire film that you've heard over and over and over again in your life, is used in all five Die Hard movies. In the edited for TV version, it's changed Mr. to... Mr. Falcon? yippee melon farmer. I'm, in the second one... Okay, That's so ridiculous. In the second one, he says Mr. Falcon. In this one, it's it on yippee melon farmer. That's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. No, so I've seen ones where it's just... It's just Silence. Yippee Kaye. And there's nothing. And you're like, I know what goes there. I saw one that was like, Yippee Kaye, my friend. I swear. Yes, that's that one's probably the best. Yeah. Melon Farmer doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> at all. No. Nope. Take that, Melon Farmer. <laughs> so the terrorist musical theme in this film is Beethoven's Ode to Joy, which you will hear several different versions of in this film. There's a couple of them where they make it minor and creepy and sad and with a cello. Yeah. On a cello. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the terrorist one. Yeah. Well, right. it's all terrorists because even when the um, when the safe opens and it's just, it's like Hans oh, Gruber yeah, yeah, and the yeah. other guy, it's, the it's regular nicer, version yeah. of Ode to But Ode-Joy whenever plays. Hans Gruber's on the thing, it's just this sad, like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Like, really low, really yeah, it slow is. cello Ode to Joy. Yeah. So Alan Rickman nearly passed up the role of Hans Gruber. Um, He had only arrived in Hollywood two days earlier and was appalled by the idea of his first film role being a villain in an action film. (laughs) To a degree, Rickman was right to be concerned because he had a really hard time getting away from that stereotype. It took him a really long time for people to see him anything other than the villain from Die Hard. And to get out of the typecast, like in the early nineties, like Galaxy Quest is like the first film I can think of of him that yeah. he's not the bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And even in that, like he was still like a sour. I mean, yeah, and... he he's not a good person, yeah. <laughs> but he's also not the bad guy. And True. I mean, Dogma. He wasn't a bad guy in Dogma. Still a sourpuss. Oh, yeah. Well, that was same time, same, time, same year. Time, I think. Same year. Yeah. yeah. Still a sourpuss. Yep. He's good at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's gonna be uh, Sarah's favorite fun fact. The costume department had 17 undershirts in various stages of degradation uh, on hand for Bruce Willis. One of them had to have been base brown. Yeah, that shit was just straight brown. Just brown. Like, we, like, were, we were talking about this shit. throughout the film, how much browner his shirt got till it was just a brown shirt. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. In the making of featurette for Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is Die Hard 3, yeah. uh, Reginald Vell Johnson said after his appearance in the first two Die Hard films, he would be frequently teased and joked at by friends and people on the street for his character's obsession with Twinkies, with some people even going as far to buy Twinkies and throw them into his car while he was inside, and wow. saying things like, oh, we knew you wanted some of those. <laughs> wow. Oh. Fucking mess. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Willis's favorite role has always been John McClane. Yeah. Of course, because he reprised him like ten times. Yeah. 
Um, it took multiple takes and multiple chairs for Bruce Willis to break the window. And at one point, when the first chair broke that they were trying to push through the window, the whole crew just started laughing and they had to take a break from filming because everyone couldn't stop laughing <laughs> at how many tries it took to break that window. Uh, just like in the film, Reginald Vell Johnson didn't meet Bruce Willis until the very end of the movie. So they just kept their relationship, like, they kept them apart on set. And they didn't meet until they meet in the actual film. Oh, that's cool. That's why I thought that was a genuine, like, hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, In 2007, Bruce Willis donated John McClane's undershirt to the Smithsonian Museum. Which one? The white one or the brown one? Probably (laughs) the white one. The pristine, I just got maybe the not the pristine one. No. Maybe what? the maybe the one like right with the very first blood stain. With, yeah, with the stain number one. Yeah, which quickly morphed into stain number twelve. Like, yeah, it there got, was just like it got three dirty scenes later. So fast, there was so much more blood on that shirt that he did not beat up anyone to get. It was just <laughs> there, just, more just there. <laughs> okay, um, Sam Neill turned down the role of Hans Gruber. That would have been weird. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm glad he did. Yeah. And then, like, 70 people uh, <laughs> turned down the role of John McClane, including Arnold Schwarzenegger, Harrison Ford. Wait, is that why they make the quip to, Her- to Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because he turned it down? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Clint Eastwood, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, suspects. Nick Nolte, Richard Gere, Don Johnson, and Sylvester Stallone. This is starting to sound like our Scrooge list. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of the same people on both of them. Yeah, so basically <laughs> the cast of The Expendables just were all offered the role in this film and Bruce Willis took it. Hey, they're all hungry, hungry actors. <laughs> they were probably all at the Not same... Not in the 80s. They were all hella rich. I know, but they were still like, well, their agents were at the same places like fighting for every role that, yeah. that came out. Uh, every Die Hard movie contains a key scene involving an elevator. Okay. So, I was going to say helicopter too, probably. Uh, I can't confirm the helicopter thing, I but I know the that they all have the helicopter. There's a lot of planes in the well, second one. Well, yeah, they're one. at an airport. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if there's a helicopter. I don't know. Yeah. Tying into our other Allentown Presents show, the Mr. Sparkle Power Hour, Homer Simpson once wrote a letter to this movie that read, Dear Die Hard, you rocked. The best part is when that guy was on the roof. P.S. Do you know Mad Max? <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that in preference of mel gibson <laughs> almost getting the role <laughs> right <laughs> uh in the scene where bruce willis is or where john McClane is riding on top of the elevator like and it's going up oh, and he almost gets squished really about yeah where i was squished. really concerned about him getting squished because that's one of my fears um that's actually Bruce Willis. Like, that's not a stunt guy. That's Bruce Willis on the top of that Ooh. elevator, which is even more, like, makes me more squeamish to think that so he wait, did that So wait, it's himself. okay if a stunt guy is almost about to get squished, but... Hey, they're about that life. American treasure Bruce Willis can yeah. get almost squish me on I've, I've seen stunt doubles fall off of shit, and they're like, Yeah, stunt okay, doubles don't give a fuck. Yeah. They, they, their bodies are extra cool on, about falling on stuff, falling on the heads. Kung Fu movies. Those dudes fall off of everything. Like yeah. Jang Chan movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we saw dead. Hans Gruber stunt double like, yeah. fall in 80 stories. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis still gets squeamish when he watches the part where John McClane pulls all the glass out of his feet. That's yeah. like his worst nightmare, basically. Bruce Willis hates watching that thing. 
For the shot where Hans Gruber falls from the top of the building, Alan Rickman was actually falling from a 21-foot-high model. Mm. He was holding onto a stuntman and falling onto an airbag. To get the right reaction, the stuntman dropped Rickman on the count of two instead of three. <laughs> oh, man. That so sh- mean. Yeah, that <laughs> shot was filmed at 300 frames per second to get all the right reactions. And to yeah, get every single bit. Right, you ready to, like, brace yourself when he says two and you just... You're like, what the fuck? I hate you so much. No, see, much. the second someone starts counting down for something, I'm already braced. Like, <laughs> yeah. one, two, or three. I'm already clenched the whole time. You say one, and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, the scene where the character Argyle knocks out Theo is completely real. So the director didn't like all the staged punches that they practiced, that they ran through in a whole bunch of takes. So they're like, okay, try it for real. And both of the actors agreed to it. And Argyle walked up and just socked him right in the mouth. And then that's the one they kept. They were like, that looked real and authentic. And he got knocked the fuck out. He like punched into a car. It's, yeah. It's like a weird angle. And, it is weird, but yeah. that's the one they decided to keep. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah, so that's all the fun facts I got. How about your guys' favorite character from the film? Okay. I'll try not to be basic and just say John McClane. You can be basic, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're meant to like the main character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. This is your favorite movie. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the movie, that's the movie pushing me that way. But, um, yeah, John McClane. Um, in, you know, in the age of 80, late 80s, 90s action movies, all the, the heroes, like Arnold, in his movies, he's like indestructible and he always knows the right thing to do and it's hard to really hurt him. Until, like, the last bad guy. They usually get a cut on him and stuff. But, like, in this one, Bruce Willis, he seems so, like, normal. And, like, m- multiple times. He's getting his, like, ass kicked. Yeah. He bleeds a lot of his own blood. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just, like, like he talks a lot of shit to people. And it's, like, you know, he you know calls it in. And the cop's like, hey, you know... This is for emergencies. Like, yeah, motherfucker, this is an emergency. Like, help me. <laughs> Do you think I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> yeah. Just, he, he's, it seems so, like, realistic. Like, a real person not trying not to die would just be like that. Yeah. But he is very lucky. <laughs> Jumping off the side of buildings with fire the hoses. The fire hose, yeah. yeah. And it, it was a, you know, basic knot. That thing is coming undone. I don't <laughs> care who you are. Oh, yeah. He did not knot that <laughs> any type of securely. But, yeah, no, John McClane's amazing. Like, one of my favorite action characters. So, my favorite is Hans. Hans is good, um, too. <laughs> So, I grew up, my, you know, kids have, like, that one movie that they play over and over again, like, at Infinitum, and everyone else in the room is like, not this fucking movie again. <laughs> uh, so, mine was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Alan Rickman was my favorite part about that movie, because Kevin Costner can't act his way out of a paper bag. So he wasn't much fun to watch, but Alan Rickman is, like, amazing in that film. And so when I was old enough to watch Die Hard, I was like, hey, it's the Prince of Thieves man. And, like, (laughs) he's just, he's one of my favorite actors of Hollywood. And, like, this this role for him, like, he's very British, but supposed to be German. (laughs) And then he has his fake California accent. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) Like, it's so bad. Hearing it again, it seems like he went with, like... Some weird twang, right? So, like it, it sounded, it sounded uh, like he was trying to go for something don't southern. Don't kill me, like yeah. these weird like eyes and stuff. Like, uh, uh, do you, you're one of them. Yeah. Uh. Do you smoke? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. This accent is so dumb. Oh, man. But yeah, he's my favorite part about the movie. My favorite character in the movie is uh, Reginald Bell Johnson's Al, the cop. Yeah, Al uh, Powell. Al Powell. <laughs> yes, Al Powell. Yeah. So, so that he, when he says Powell, and then the 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 lieutenant says Powell, you can't really tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I love his character. He like can tell right off the bat from the way that John is describing things and talking to him over the walkie-talkie that he's definitely a cop, and the whole time like he's just on it. He is following his instincts and knows and can tell things that the shitty police chief can't tell and the FBI isn't listening at all. But this whole time, this whole time, he just knows what's going on and he knows, like, oh, I gotta listen to Bruce Willis's character because he knows what's up and I'm not trying to get... Like, I'm trying to save the day. Mm-hmm. So, he's good my good favorite. Friend. Oh, yeah, yep. he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it helps that he, this is basically Carl Winslow, and I love Family Matters growing up. So, yeah. Carl Winslow was the jam. He was, like, the best dad in television for a long time. So I feel bad he had to experience a body falling Lord knows how many feet. Oh, my God, that's horrific. Into his it's car. And horrific. then at least 100 bullets getting okay, shot at him. it's really his own fault because he looked at, like, the elevator and was like, nah, I'm not going to search all these floors. Forget it. And then he starts to leave. And John McClane was like, don't fucking leave. And so his, you know, his last resort was throwing a body out of a building at this gentleman to make sure he knew it was a serious situation. <laughs> like, he could have just done his job and got up the elevator. He probably, but he probably, probably would have died. died. But, know? yeah. But then, he would have been, you know, he would have reported back and everything. So, yeah. he would have sent more cops. But, you know, his death would have been used in some way. But, yeah. <laughs> he got a body dropped on him because he was lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the moral of the story. <laughs> okay, who's your least favorite character? Uh, okay. Um, I was... Deciding who <laughs> I hated some, more. There are some terrible people. There's a few movie. people I really 100% don't like. Uh, Thornburg. So yep. a reporter that just goes super douchebag when he thinks he has this like story of the century. But then I've never liked, I can't remember his name, the... Um, the hacker? No. Yeah, the hacker guy. The hacker, yeah. I can never remember his name. Theo. But, uh... I think who I'm going to pick this time, because, uh, I don't know, every other time it seemed like he was a lot funnier and cooler, but this time I saw him, he's a douchebag. I'm going to go with Ellis. Okay, you only di- dislike him because I kept telling he's a douchebag, and every time he came on the, sc- on the screen, I was like, oh, the guy's a yeah, fucking Stick tool. with your normal fucking opinion, because <laughs> Ellis is my least favorite character. Okay, also mine. Ellis God is damn it. Mine. See, you change your fucking mind at the last minute and ruin it for everybody. Okay, okay. okay, okay. But, but for me, it's a tie between Ellis and Thornburg, because that motherfucker... Goes to someone's house, oh, no, threatens that was Ines, not okay. and wakes up children in the middle of the night. Like to I, tell them that their parents are gonna die. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, this is the last time you're gonna talk to your mommy and daddy. Can you speak into this microphone, please? And put children on TV without the consent of a parent or guardian. Well, yeah, there's, not okay. There's that too, but that dude broke hella laws. Yeah, he he's a dick bag, and that actor I forget his name already, but he is Atherton? just like yes, <clears throat> Ath- Ather John Atherton. Richard? Richard? Richard Atherton. Atherton. No, Richard is his character. Anyway, Michael? No. William. Know. William. Okay. There you go. That we get, fucking we guy. Get there. Speaking of typecasting, that gentleman cannot be in a wholesome, like, role because he just has, like, a dick face. So 
he gets cast in dick roles. So he's the EPA guy that wants to shut it all down and he releases all the ghosts and ghostbusters. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? Why are you here? Why are you why are you even messing with stuff? Just go away. Yeah, he just pops up just for no reason. He's yep. like, I need to know how this works. He's like, Well no. The fuck okay, are you? well then here, I've got a court order to shut it all down, okay? Yeah, oh what an asshole. Yep. Yeah, that report is a piece of shit. Yeah, but let's rail on Ellis now because we all hate him, so. Oh, he's Ellis just, is fucking he's trash. First of all, doing drugs in someone else's office. Right? How dare you? Get your own space. Like, you have your own office, you ass. Why, why the fuck are you doing lines of coke on Holly's <laughs> desk? The only thing I can think of is that his office is on a different floor, and the party was on her floor. Yeah. Like, Even right then, go to the bathroom like a normal person <laughs> in the right? 80s and fucking do coke <laughs> off the bathroom's like the back of the toilet. Well, yeah, but the, you don't know what's been there. The way they make it seem like everybody <laughs> knows he does it and they don't care. It's the right. 80s. Everyone does seen coke any, in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, the, Wolf of Wall Street, they're all just fucking coked <laughs> out. Yeah, the boss saw him do it and he's just like, hey, Yeah, okay. Well, that's like, Alice. Welcome, here's the cop. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alice. Yeah. You are a hoot. You silly yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, and so and, his, his whole like, oh, let's talk and I can be schmoozing with Hans. Uh, yeah, and then he ruins everything. He ruins all the cover. He tells everyone who the fuck John McClane is. Ugh, Ellis is such trash. Well, it was gonna fall apart at some point because that reporter was on his way to fuck stuff up too. No, but the reporter didn't know his name until Ellis said it over the radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. so he was Roy for that from that point, like from the beginning when he was like, ooh, I'm, I'm partial to Roy Rogers. Ha, ha, ha. So he was Roy, yeah. so they didn't know who he was until Ellis goes in there and he's like, oh, he's John McClane. He's my bestest friend. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets himself shot even though John tried to stop him from getting shot like 15 times. Yep. He's like, dude, don't do this. They're tricking you. They're going to kill you. No, didn't care. I'm fine. Didn't <sighs> care. And he asked those fucking people for coke. Literally talking no, about Coca-Cola. cocaine. He didn't ask for Coca-Cola. <laughs> he asked for Coke. And they he brought, meant drugs. Then they, they brought him a Coca-Cola. Didn't, we didn't see it. We're assuming this isn't on screen. <laughs> I mean, that makes more sense when they're like, what would you like? And he's like, oh, some Coke. Oh, do you guys, like, have, do you guys have any Coca-Cola? Coke? Coca-Cola. <laughs> Here's some Coca-Cola. Yeah. See the guy like, yeah. looking around but the bag like, oh. That yeah. dude hella knew he was about to die because he only poured him like an inch of Coca-Cola oh, in that yeah. glass. And then he was like, this yeah. is all you need because you're about to die. He looks at Hans. He's like, I'm not pouring the rest of that. <laughs> yeah, I will drink it for myself because this guy is about to die. Yeah, he finishes the can. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not wasting that. That's going to be blood everywhere in this room in a second. He's like, okay. <laughs> if you've got Ellis and you've got other guy Thornburg. Thornburg. I'm gonna throw in Carl into the hat of fucking shittiest people in this movie because that guy fucking took a chainsaw right at the beginning to all those wires that his brother was working on <laughs> and completely <laughs> fucked up what his brother was trying to do. Well, but brother was faster and so he did get it in Yeah, time, but there but was, was no like, need. Bitch, there was it. no need to be no, that way. No. Like they had the time. You didn't need to do all that. And yeah. then just consistently through the movie, Carl is the worst. But, like, but, well, that, but that's, a, that's a brother thing. You're like, yeah, oh, you're doing something you're nice? So fuck slow, you so slow, man. Yeah, fuck you. No. And, then, and then when uh, when Hans tells him in German, like, shoot the glass, and he just looks at him like, the fuck did you just say? And he's like, bitch, I said, shoot the glass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, okay. oh, okay. And then he's fine. Like, what is your, like, just listen, fool. God. Yeah. That, that's his problem. He doesn't listen. Yeah, right. he's a lot. All right, what about your favorite scene? What's your favorite scene in the movie? Oh, I thought we were going to go for Christmas meals. That's what I put down. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we can do a scene, too. Uh, so my favorite scene, 
Uh, I love the moment when um, Roy, well, he gets the name Roy, and he's talking to Hans, and uh, when the BKA comes up. Yeah, that's like, that whole thing. Like, you think you're just some cowboy, like John Wayne. Oh, I'm partial to Roy Rogers myself. Yep. He's like, I'm just flying the ointment. He's like, I'm just here to just, just make you mad. Like, that's my job. And, yeah, the DPKA motherfucker, like, I, I was a little kid heard that. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> did you hear the real version as a little kid, or did you hear... Oh, yeah, whenever we got cable, farm. so <laughs> moving from, like, Dallas, we got cable. Cause I remember watching, like, Speed Racer and stuff late at night, and then switched over, and I remember seeing Die Hard, and just him cussing and yelling and just... But even on cable, they wouldn't have said motherfucker. Uh-huh. On HBO and stuff. Sarah... I'm still thinking. <laughs> okay, I got it. So you could keep thinking. So okay. I think my favorite scene is when Hans does the American accent because it's just so silly. <laughs> and then as an audience member, you were like, don't trust him, John, don't trust him. And you're like having all of this like, you know, like visual irony, whatever, like, oh, I know more than he does. Whoa, no, don't do it. And then he gives him the gun and you're like, fuck, he's going to kill him. No. And then there's no bullets, and he's like, ha, 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 I'm so much smarter than you. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, John McClane still gets it, but then, you know, gets in a shootout with dudes and then has to walk across glass, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, my favorite scene is where Bruce Willis kills the nerdy brother, and then writes, and then puts a Santa hat on him, ties him to a chair, and writes, now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 and... Ugh. Like, puts him in the elevator and does all that shit with the elevator door, yeah. like, where he tricks it um, open and stuff to so he can get out. And then just, like... And then get back on the top. So yeah, and then he gets back up them. on the top. It's so fucking good. Such a ridiculous thing uh, to do. He's like... Well, yeah, because yeah. he needs to eavesdrop so he knows exactly how many people to kill. Yep. Yeah. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Yeah, it's like, well, I have to do ho. something outlandish so they ho. just, like, drop their ho. guards enough to, like, talk about everything he's yeah. like oh I'll put their friend just in the elevator and just write some stupid shit on there yeah just... which by the way i'm not sure where he got a, a, a red marker that might have been blood it was, it sure. was blood yeah it was for sure blood he was up in like a construction level there's no office supplies yeah. also no. he has a sharpie to write on his arm where did that come from i don't know he yeah. found Questions. office supplies that he found them somewhere he was all over that building um uh, <laughs> But yeah, that was definitely blood. Okay, what about the music in this film? Well, we kind of talked about it a little bit already, that the the depressing cello. It's mostly Ode to Joy, most yes. of the music in this film. Yeah. What about the contemporary soundtrack? Uh, it, it's, it has, a, you know, that typical action, like, hits. Uh, it does a lot of that, but, you know, when things slow down, the music was pretty cool. Uh, we get to hear Run DMC up front. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was Santa's rap face. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas in Hollis, yeah. And then, you know, what was it, Let It Snow at the end? Yeah, there was like three yep. or four Christmas songs. Yeah. It, it was, it was Scattered throughout the movie. For an action movie, it, it probably had the right amount of Christmas music in it. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll put these in typical Strategic spots, places. but then we gotta have our, you know, action soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, pretty solid. Okay, what about the Christmas feels? So my Christmas feels is the ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. Hans reads the shirt of the aforementioned dead brother written in blood. Yeah, when they 
when they get the last lock open, when the FBI turns off the power, and, you know, the mag lock opens, and uh, the one nerdy hacker, he just, like, looks at all the money, he's like, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, they, you can see that they, you know, put in that Christmas theme and everything, and, you know, people crack out Merry Christmas and just say things. It's it's good stuff. Like, like you know, I'm, I'm a robot, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not actual Christmas feels like yeah. This oh, warm movie, fuzzies. this movie doesn't yeah. give you the warm fuzzies at all. No. This movie made me more <laughs> mad like throughout than it did give me warm fuzzies. I just kept getting mad at different situations that were happening, and I think my peak anger happened when the fucking reporter shows up at the house and yep. threatens the uh, nanny with ins and then like forces her. To let him speak to the little kids? Yep. No, that's like peak anger. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Thornberry is an asshole. I would have punched that dude in the dick, like, right out the gate. Yeah, excuse right. me? Hey, hey, you no. guys rolling? Okay, punch! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's Not a okay. All right, what about memories? What do you think about when you uh, think of little you watching this film? Not even, like, in Christmas, but, like, any time this movie will pop on. One and two, um... Dang, I know I watched the first one a little bit more than the second one, but I watched the one and two like a ton because number two is a Christmas movie, also. Yes. Isn't it like a year later? Something like that. Yeah, it's it's like very soon after, and it's really good. And he fights the dad from Good Times, and he fights the Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like two nearly as much as I like three because Jeremy Irons is in that, oh. and I love Jeremy Irons. Three's really um, fucking good. Yeah, so this one and three are, like, my go-tos. And, I, like, little me didn't watch Die Hard because my parents didn't let me watch Radar yeah. movies. <laughs> but, like, high school me watched action movies with my dad all the time. And so we watched Die Hard, like, when it was on. And, he, and I'm just like, oh, you know, in May or whatever, when you're watching this, and you're like, hey, it's during Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a Christmas movie, yay! Um, so we'd watch it, like, at odd times that wasn't necessarily related to Christmas, but it's still, like, I don't know, it's one of my favorite yeah. movies. It's, yeah, I've tons of times watching this. It's very iconic. Uh, there's whole, sh- like, episodes of shows where they make fun, not make fun, just like, hey, this is Die Hard. Yeah. Like Community, when they have the paintball episode, and he, like, tapes a gun to his back. It, it, it just straps and they all start laughing for no reason. Him Which, and, by the way, I don't think would have worked with the amount of sweat that man had on yeah, him. And blood. blood yeah. And sweat. blood. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, and Dr. Kim's got like a paintball gun, like Og, like Carl yeah. had. Just, it, it's just so many cool moments and everybody loves this movie, so Young yeah. Me was all about this. Yeah, I don't ever remember watching this film around Christmas time. Like, this was never a movie that was associated with Christmas until the last few years when just... Every adult in the world seemed to be like, oh, yeah, that's totally a Christmas movie. We're going to watch it at Christmas time. <laughs> um, but I did watch it quite a few times as a kid because my dad and I were both really into action films. So we watched a lot, um, a lot of them. But this was probably our least watched action film, like yeah. action hero. We watched a lot of Arnold and a lot of Sylvester Stallone, um, but not a lot of, and a lot of Mel Gibson, actually, but not a lot of. Um, Bruce Willis. Yeah. So we watched, like, I've seen these films, I've seen all the diehards, except for the fifth one, like, probably a ha- at least a handful of times a piece. I've watched this, the first diehard, a whole bunch because of you, 
um, in the last few years, mm-hmm. watching it every Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but besides that, we didn't watch it very often. Like it wasn't a oh it's this time of year we got to watch it or oh I haven't seen Die Hard in a couple months better put it in again like. <laughs> It was Kinda just, like when it came on, we would watch it. Yeah, it's like Gremlins, like, just every Christmas when it pops up, I was like, damn, I need to watch that. That's a good Christmas movie. <laughs> and a good Halloween movie, also. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's you. I didn't good. watch Gremlins at any specific time. Oh, Gremlins are kind of damn good. <laughs> I watched Gremlins whenever I wanted, because he was really cute. <laughs> the Mogwai was really cute. Oh, Gizmo? Yeah. Yes, that's it. I wanted a Gizmo really bad, so... Everybody wanted a damn Gizmo. I know, yeah. those are still fucking terrifying. Like, even the cute Gizmo, I'm like, don't put water on it, it'll be gross! So, yeah. He's like I Baby Yoda with fur, it's adorable. Yeah, but Baby Yoda, heretofore, has not turned into a horrifying monster. True. No, Gizmo he just... Could. He just fucking... Force chokes people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And murdered that giant, like, Rhino hey, thing. but you know, he started it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I'm just saying, the force is a lot scarier than putting water on a tiny animal and I making having it... razor teeth? Like, come on, hey, that's man, scary. They, they set up that one lady's, like, hover around <laughs> and she flew out that window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gremlins is pretty brutal. So they're like yeah. mechanics. They know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> they're like Ewoks. Yep. They just just brutal as fuck. Yeah, Ewoks with about. pointy teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, what well, about... Well, on that oh. note, I do have a couple other non-Christmas Christmas movies that I just wanted to share, a small list of things that like I didn't watch during Christmas time, but now have decided that they are Christmas movies. So Batman Returns, obviously, because yeah. like during Christmas time. Iron Man 3, which I just remembered recently. Trading Places. Oh, man. Yes, fucking Christmas movie, because Santa Louie is a thing. <laughs> and Lethal Weapon. The first yes. one is that's, Christmas movie. That's in a bunch of... So, in looking up all these weird facts about a bunch of these different films, I've seen a bunch of lists that list like non-traditional Christmas films that yep. people now consider Christmas films. And everything that you've said has been on those lists except for Trading Places. I know. Trading all Places films, is not there. Well, because it's not really action. It's like, you know, one of these things is not like the other. But those are my, that's my list of like non-traditional Christmas movies God, that I like. Weapons. Um, oh. Yeah, that are, like there's no Christmas feels in any of those movies. You do not get warm yeah, no. fuzzies at any point. No. However, there is Christmas, thus they are Christmas <clears throat> movies. Yep. It's just an excuse to have lights in some scene. <laughs> <No point. laughs> it's yeah. snow. Or, like, in Iron Man 3, there's just a giant bunny rabbit for no fucking reason. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, Christmas present. Yeah, okay. And then, like, it gets blown up sometime, and it's kind of funny. So, yep. that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right, what about your seven-word synopsis for this film? Oh, damn it. I didn't have it. one written down? No, no he I, didn't write down. He's no, like, no, I'll remember. Oh, yeah. Fail. Okay, uh. so while you think, here's mine. Uh, crash estranged wife's Christmas party kill dudes. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> I tried to work fuck shit up in there, but it was too many <laughs> words. Yeah, mine is uh, Bruce Willis foils Hans Gruber's terrorist plans. Yeah. Cop fucks up tons of people shoeless. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so much done with no shoes on. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. God, uh, that would suck. Like, running from bullets and everything else, just shoeless. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay, so... I definitely would have put my shoes on. Right now I'm realizing that the only time we see him fully clothed is, like, on the airplane. Yeah. And then when he first gets there, 
to the to the party yeah, and then after that, like two scenes basically he's fully clothed and after that he's in pieces yeah because he's fussing with holly and then she leaves <laughs> yep. and he's like well time to make some fists with my toes <laughs> right so yeah. every time <laughs> it's that dude's fault <laughs> yeah, when i like, hear the make fists with your toes i always think about the the die homer because uh when he's on the plane he's like hey man uh like if you're scared of flying you know what you do he's like what Make fists with your toes. He's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's the only thing it says. But uh, one thing it reminded me, uh, when the hostages go to the to the rooftop, in that comic, they're all diglets. Because <laughs> Tyler didn't feel like drawing like people, so they were all diglets. And he's like, get the fuck off the roof, there's bombs. And they're like, and he has a shoot, and the diglet's like, oh my god. And then they scoot away all together. Okay, yes. question for the masses. Why was it the it was the only the first terrorist Carl's brother that he tried to like get his shoes off and then all the other ones he was like nah fuck your shoes like, I, I wanted to say once, that you're yeah. all done I wanted <laughs> like, to say that he was down. always in a rush after he yeah. killed somebody but stuff, no there were moments no there so so the time that he's like on the radio he's he's like oh I killed your person and this person and yeah. ha 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 and he's like. Like doing all the cowboy shit. He's not in a hurry. He's wandering around, checking their pockets, grabbing some smokes. Check their <laughs> shoes. Maybe he just stopped caring about shoes at that point. <laughs> or maybe they all have really small feet, and he's just like, "What's the God, point?" They're all big dudes. That's a shame he couldn't find someone steroids with any type of size <laughs> close to him. He should have yeah. cut out the back of the shoes, made it to like or the slippers. toes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the toes. toes be a lot poke better your for toes you. Through the front part, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so dumb looking. Oh, like, so you were, like Naruto shoes. So you were ill. Gross. Worst drawn feet in cartoon history. God, they're so bad. Uh, so you were talking about uh, times when Die Hard like pops up in other uh, media, and you brought up Community, and it made me think of my favorite instance of Die Hard popping up in other media, and it is in Bob's Burgers. When the kids put on the musical that is half Die Hard and half Nine to Five. Oh my god! <laughs> it is so good. Is it Nine to Five or Working Girl? Working Girl. Working Girl. It's half Die Hard, half Working Girl, and it is fucking great. Gene makes some of the best songs, like that have ever existed in that fucking episode. And I gotta you look definitely up the name because it was, a, it was it like up. an amalgamation. It's so good. Of Working Girl and Die Hard. Damn it. Yeah. Keep going. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. Oh man. Working, working hard. Die girl. No, it's something <laughs> like it's something like that. It's fucking great though. All right. What do you guys think was the budget for this film? Mm. Uh, Five old, million dollars. Very low. Okay. Well, old dude got. <laughs> mm, oh, work hard or die trying, girl. Yes, work harder by trying girl. Oh my god, it's, it's so a, funny. That was you guys really watch episode. that episode. Um, I'm I'm gonna say thirty five million. Very close, twenty eight million dollars. Which is over. why, like five million of that is Bruce Willis. <laughs> five million That's is why Bruce this Willis. Is so much. So twenty three million dollars were spent on everything else, and they spent a lot of money on explosions. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> no, I was reading in in the like facts about the film that a lot of the explosions that they show are real. That they did outside of this Fox building or whatever, and that's crazy to me. And yeah. they seem super dangerous, but sure, why not? Yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah, it was their building, anyways. Who cares? Oh, yeah, yeah, that they made themselves rent. 
Yeah, get some money on shady the side. Shady-ass tax <laughs> shit. All right. Uh, how much do you think it made? 35 so I'm going to say 135 Okay. 95 95 All right. Otis wins $141.5 Hey, I was actually under Yay. for once. Yeah, I always go like over. $6 million off. I always yeah. go over. That's solid. <laughs> So do you guys have anything else to add about Die Hard? Why people should see it or... Because it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid action movie. Um, They set up all the situations. There's not really anything that's like, well, why the fuck did that happen? Um, The reasoning there, of his shoes some, coming I'm, off is well, a bit silly. Yeah, but... there's some stuff at the beginning of the movie like set up or like plot devices that you're like, why did that happen? That first viewing, you're probably going to be like, well, that was stupid. And then it's going to come back later so that yeah everything that they do or say is setting up something and it it comes full circle and i i don't feel like there's like forced moments no. like some action movies are just like oh we're doing this just because motherfuckers man yeah like, mow people down but this doesn't have that kind of feeling where it's like you're forcing the action part of it it's like this is needed or this is part of the story uh which is what i like about it yeah and and like i said um, there was one moment uh, when he's running up and down the stairs trying to find the right floor to like sneak off of, and you were like, he could have just jumped those guys and just killed them. He's like, no, he, he doesn't know what he's dealing with. He needs <laughs> yeah. like more time to work out all his shit. Even though I said he's lucky as fuck, and he probably could have killed them all if he really wanted to. And he could have just sniped every single one. Yeah, John McClane is. He had opportunity to kill each terrorist individually. And just didn't. Yeah, he, he seemed to enjoy fighting people one on one, not like three on one. He's like, that's a little too many. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. All go I got is his pistol. They're like, if I had the machine gun, maybe I'd jump out there. But no, it's it's damn good. It's a damn good action movie. Yeah. So this movie is two hours and twelve minutes long. It's totally worth it, and it does not feel like it's that long at all. I didn't think it that goes was. by really quick because once you're into the story, like once the terrorists show up, it's like. The story just moves. Well, the terrorists show up within like twenty minutes. Yeah, (laughs) it's in the the first twenty minutes. Like the first twenty minutes are kind of slow, but everything after that moves very quickly. Yeah, they get this shit in. And there's no just like, oh, what's he gonna do? Why is he doing this? Why is he going this way? It's like everything's answered really fast, and it works really, really well. So this came out what eighty? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Eighty-eight, July eighty-eight. That's really long of a movie. It came out in July. Mm Mm-hmm. July fifteenth, nineteen eighty eight. I thought it was from December. Right, Christmas in July, I guess. Apparently. It that's a really long movie for the eighties. That's really weird. Mm, not really. I thought they were still in that like hour forty five kind of window time back in the eighties. Mm, no, uh, all the Star Wars like... films are over two hours. Yeah, and two the hours. first Star They're... Wars was nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, Star Wars is like two twenty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of films are, like, just over the two-hour mark. The reason you think of the 80s being a time for short films is because the films that you were watching while you were in the 80s and early 90s were mostly animated, and animated films are max an hour and a half. half. Max. Like, even... (laughs) So, if you take Disney animated films, like the early ones that were around when we were kids... The average runtime is like eighty-eight minutes. Yeah. So it's not even an hour and a half, because some of them, like I think, Snow White or one of the very first Disney films, like first five or five or ten films, one of them is like sixty-six minutes long or something like that. Like it's super duper short and it goes by really quick. So that's probably why you think that films are supposed to be short because kid films 
are traditionally only an hour and a half. True. So you don't really think about it, but adult films, even in the 80s, were still like at two hours, okay. sitting comfortably at two hours. It didn't feel like 220. <clears throat> no. It didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. But it's just, I enjoyed this movie, so. Well, it was two hours and 12 minutes. Which, oh, it's 12. Yeah, it makes it, the, it's the longest Die Hard film, but it's only longest by one minute. So this film was 212, Die Hard 3 was 211, Die Hard 2 was two hours and nine minutes, and Die Hard 4 was uh, two hours, or no, Die Hard 4 is the shortest, and it's only like an hour 40. That's the one with with Justin Long, right? With Justin Long, yeah, Yeah. A Good Day to Die Hard. And then, what is she doing? She's playing plastic. (laughs) And then uh, the fifth one was like two hours and five minutes, so all of them are over two hours except for the one with Justin Long. Leave it alone. She's like dive bombing the plastic wrapper with her face. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> Crazy cat. The fifth one's actually not that bad. Uh, it's it's him and his son. I didn't son. see it. So his son becomes like a like an agent, and he's in Russia, and he's I forgot why he took a trip to Russia just to do just stuff. Because that's and what it, Americans do. Yeah, lots of clearance. And so he like sees his son. <laughs> I oh it might have been partly to go visit him because he's like oh he lives here and he's a cop or something. You find out he's like an agent. And so now it's the two McLean family just blowing up Russia. Because he's really good at blowing stuff up. <laughs> She's dive bombing it again. <laughs> well, just like, nah. just like Justin Long in the fourth one. He's like, you killed that helicopter. He's like, yeah, I, I, that happens a lot. Yeah. All right. So like we said, this film is really good and you should definitely go see it. It's two hours long, but you'll deal with it just fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I probably wouldn't recommend this for anyone with small kids. No, it's rated uh, R for a reason. It's rated R for a reason. There's quite a bit of language. There's Oh, any time Bruce Lewis gets into a fight, he's cussing Yeah, there's the a, whole time. There's a lot of bad yelling. language and a lot of violence. <laughs> and blood. And a lot of blood. So save it for your older kids. Oh, or just wait till the kids go to bed and watch it with just you, like just adults. Yep. Um, but it's totally worth it. You should definitely check it out. And with that, we are done with episode 23. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you again tomorrow on episode 24. Okay. We're only one day away from Christmas. Yay! Yay! Uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Allentown Pod. Or to email us at allentownpresents at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can listen to us anywhere where podcasts can be heard. And tell all your friends to check us out. Uh, we'll be on iHeartRadio at the beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah. We'll be a podcast for two months. So they're like, nice. January 1st, you can submit. So right when that hits, I'll submit it. So it'll be on iHeartRadio. Yay! We're moving we're, up in the world. Yeah. We're trying to get big. Hooray! Tell all your friends. Make them listen to us. Yeah, all you shout out to UK people. Thanks for spreading the love. Right. Yeah, thanks for all the people that are outside of the United States. Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, yep. shout out also to the United States right. listeners. Right, like, well, fuck you too. <laughs> no, shout out yeah, to but, everyone who listens. Okay, but, but the United States is probably a lot of our friends, like people we know, that we're yeah. like, you fucking yeah. better listen. Yeah, yeah. but it takes, but it takes, uh, I don't know how people in the UK are Nope, got yeah. a hold of our podcast but thanks and keep listening well we yep. saw that one time it was on some like german site oh was yeah it? we were listed on a like, german website That's hey town presents i was like what okay <laughs> so i mean it, yeah, the internet's weird you can get sure connections not. to anything yep. anywhere so yeah so tell your friends check us out we would love to hear from you via twitter or email or whatever 
Uh, let us know what you think. Yay. Yeah. Give uh, us suggestions for movies to watch. Uh, what I'm going to do at some point, uh, we'll meet up like as the year ends. I want to figure out every month we can do our themes and work it all out. Do some type of schedule. I, someone, who was talking to me about that? Me. Because I've had that idea for months. <laughs> okay. But have some type like of... two months? Yeah. Have some type of schedule um, yeah. and just work out like the movies ahead of time so people can be like, oh shit. And then our friends are like, oh, cool. I want to be on that one and that. And then we can work it all out and do stuff like that. At some point, there's going to be a kung fu, like martial arts month. Yeah. And we're going to watch uh, the best stuff and we're talking about that. And then I know there's going to be a rom-com situation. There's also going to be movie musicals. There's, yeah, musicals. There should be black exploitation. Yes. I'm going to throw that out for February. Oh, that'd be awesome. Black History Month. <laughs> like, just, just throwing that out there. Yeah, uh, I assume at some point there'll be some type of Harry Potter situation. Mm, yeah, maybe. There's not as many of those. Yeah, so you can't do a whole true. month of eight movies. Maybe. So that we'll figure true. it out. You know shame. how many Harry Potter podcasts there are already at? Like, that's a lot. Yep. <laughs> and I'd rather talk about the books anyways, if we're going to talk about it. Like, yeah. I do need to read them again. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, tons of ideas coming up. But I do want to have an episode where we all sit down, like, everybody that's contributed to, like, the it's channel. A lot of people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So we had to find a time, or at least a majority, and just sit everybody down. It's like, well, what do you want to see? Or what do you want to do in the upcoming year? Yeah, tweet at us. Let us know what you want to hear, what you're interested in hearing us talk about. Do you want to hear us shooting the shit? Do you want to hear us talk about specific movies? Do you want to hear us talk about, I don't know, politics? Please don't. We don't no. want to talk no. about politics. No, no. I'll sit uh, back. No one needs that. There's plenty of that. And Joe Rogan. Yeah, don't yeah. listen. Don't, we don't want to talk about politics. Uh, but if you want to hear us talk about anything else that's not politics, Preferably let us know. nerdy things. Let us know. Yeah, nerdy things. We specialize in nerdy things. We've I want got to do a, something video game related. We've got a lot that's of people. That's nerdy. Yeah. We've got a lot of people who play video games in our circle. We've got people who love Lord of the Rings. We've got Star Wars lovers. We've got Harry Potter Dude, and just let John Jeff Williams and Music podcast and, and Lord of the Rings done. <laughs> <laughs> That's one whole month. No, yeah, I'll just fucking decode, decode the Cimmerillion. Right. Just, oh, oh, Jesus. I'm not listening to that month. Sorry about it. Gross. That is a Bible, man. Nope, don't, nope. I'm a nerd, but I'm not that, that big of a nerd. I can't. can't. But yeah, yeah, but if you have a series of movies that you want us to watch or a type of movie that you want us to watch, tweet at us. Let us know. At AllentownPod on Twitter. And with that, we bring it to a close. So we will see you again tomorrow for episode 24. And yeah, if you don't listen to us until after the holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas movies. Yeah, that was nice. (laughs) I thought when when you. Also, Merry Christmas. Where you were heading with that, you're like, well, if you don't listen to us, I'm like, well, fuck you. (laughs) Yes, if you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. (laughs) If you don't listen to us tomorrow, Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, what is your family? Exactly. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you don't end up listening to this until after the holidays, well, know that we're wishing you uh, happy holidays. Merry Kwanzaa, or joyous Kwanzaa. Crazy Kwanzaa. Happy Crazy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, happy new year, all of those things. Yeah. Festivus uh, for the rest of us, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right, well, we love you, and yeah, see you tomorrow. Bye, love you. See you. Just kiss. I did.